This is not the motivation of bodhicitta, thinking of all sentient beings who have been our parents, and so um, um, generating in your mind at uh, the beginning of the teachings this uh, strong wish to lead all of them to the state of complete enlightenment. And so, and thinking to listen to the teachings with this kind of intention. Teaching is on the uh, the Mahayana Uttara Tantra Shastra, and we are in the third section of uh, the four parts of the explanation, uh, explaining three parts: first, presenting of the body of the teaching, then the uh, limbs, and then the conclusion. We are in the presentation of the limbs, presentation of each point individually. There are two parts: the first presentation of a. Uh, the three jewels which are to be attained and uh, the presentation of four remaining t- sections the way to attain these uh, three jewels where in the second part presenting three parts is first presentation of point common to all four then presentation of each individually and presentation of the benefit where in the second uh, section presentation of each individually and where in the presentation of the fourth which is uh, the enlighten- uh, enlightened activity in terms of the enlightened activity, there are two sections. This first, the presentation, how it is, um, it is, an in, uh, uninterrupted. uninterrupted and spontaneous, and then uh, ascertaining that by means of uh, the example. So we are in the uh, the second uh, section, uh, ascertaining that by means of the example. And um, so the, uh, in that explanation there are four sections and we are in the second which is the explanation of each combined with its meaning, each of the uh, uh, examples or analogies with, uh, combined with their meaning. And uh, so we saw the, uh, the, uh, the second which is how he speaks his instruction, the analogy of the sound of the drum and now we are in the explanation of the third, how his wisdom and love are only present, uh, the clouds analogy. And in the uh, in the clouds anal- analogy, there are uh, four sections. It's first uh, corresponding to the increasing of the uh, crops, then the aspect corresponding to the changes brought about by the vessel. Then the third is aspect corresponding to their unselectiveness, <coughs> and the fourth uh, corresponding to the extinguishing fires. So we saw the the first two section, the uh, correspondence with the uh, increasing of the crops and. Uh, the uh, the change is uh, brought about by the different vessels, and so uh, now we come to the uh, explanation of the uh, the third is how the activity is implemented and selectively. Okay. Well, and then um, so this in this uh, so s- third section there are um, also three parts in the explanation. It's first summary by means of three analogies, and there's a detailed explanation of their meaning, and then how uh, the activities is uh, the activities implemented and selectively, 
And so we, uh, we've covered the first two and we're in the third uh, section, how the activity is implemented and selectively. Mm ดอจินซันดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้เอ่อดอจินดังนี้
那你查巴巴巴的那个新巴的索拉那片托约的那你一到拉索巴的索拉你那个多啊那巴的那索索的那个多个因索拉那里嘛都查巴的那个米拉片也去都巴查巴的那一家一到拉那个去都巴查巴
hot um, stone, and so was uh, or like uh, you know, uh, sand. You know, that was uh, was said yesterday that uh, the way that mm-hmm. so the pretas experience uh, the rain, and so it would be uh, uh, those and. Um, <coughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comes again a bit later mm-hmm. in, the, in the same line. Mm. So the uh, the vajafaya also uh, falls. So that's uh, vajafaya is a word in the in the root text, and what it means is lightning. So also lightning can form from the from the clouds, and so um, all those so uh, rain down fall down from uh, the clouds. The clouds providing the kind of a uh, uh, the conditions <coughs> for uh, those to fall into the different types of uh, container, and so according to the different uh, circumstances, the uh, uh, those different types of uh, of rain can fall down. Mm. But then, at the same time, uh, those clouds are heedless of the harm done to tiny creatures, uh, those without protection who have gone into ravines, and so mm. ravines. ravines. Um, so the um, so the um, they are heedless means that they do not uh, you know the, the the clouds do not think that uh, this uh, the rain that uh, they produce will harm some sentient beings and uh, so the uh, particularly the, um, the small animals have to to run for uh, shelter in the ravines uh, because they don't have any uh, any protection that means that they don't have any any house any dwelling place where they uh, they can be protected from the elements, and so uh, they run into uh, the ravines. And um, also, uh, so the, uh, the the clouds uh, are not aware of the harm done to the pretas. So by having those um, stones, so those hot stones, dotsen, in the text here, dotsen and sok at the end of the second line. So the uh, um, so those, uh, so again, as was said yesterday, so the hot sand uh, raining down, showering down on them, and so, uh, and so, and do not refrain from uh, pouring down their rain with the idea that it might harm those beings. And so the uh, the clouds do not have, do not think about, you know, what uh, the, uh, the the rain is going to produce, and so they they do not, you know, stop. Uh, Kind of showering, showering down the uh, their rain in, uh, in the different forms uh, because um, of seeing that that might harm sentient beings. Which is the rain uh, falls, and uh, um, it says, "For when the uh, clouds move and rain falls, and human beings are generally helped, that predators are harmed is their own fault. If this is not the fault of the rain." So that is, uh, because it is the uh, the result of their particular karma. That is that um, so human beings are usually um, are quite happy and then benefited from the rain falling, but the uh, the pretas um, experience this of uh, this really painful experience when the rain is falling, and so this has nothing to do with the clouds. The clouds just rain down <coughs> the rain, but then on the account of different karma of uh, sentient beings, they experience it in a different way. And so this is the uh, uh, the example here. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
So this, uh, so here, so the example what this um, illustrates is um, that uh, the rain is falling on sentient beings, regardless of what it does to sentient beings. And since there are some sentient beings who have uh, provides uh, that uh, produce a good experience for them, and the uh, for other sentient beings it is the cause of a painful experience. But the uh, the rain doesn't, uh, the clouds doesn't uh, stop showering rain when you know seeing that it creates some pain to sentient beings or showering. Uh, down to uh, when it benefits sentient beings. So it is, uh, that's what uh, unselectively uh, means, or it says regardless earlier. So, topa um, mepa, that means without, you know, uh, um, kind of uh, considering, you know, the different beings on which it falls on, just the rain is falling just naturally from, from the clouds, regardless, or um, in other words, unselectively. Mm-hmm. So that's the example that illustrates that and that meaning. で、しんどさんじきさっちね。ちゃわ、こんにな。え、ちんそんじゃちびちゅぎ、ちゃるじびちゅぎ。けんばんなにてりてんねんちょうがな。そんださんじきちゅうすんおり。え、ばそれ
So likewise, when the Buddhists produce a reign of the profound, subtle teachings of emptiness and the vast one of generosity and so on, so that is when, um, so the, the Buddha says the meaning now, so we talk about the Buddha and the teachings of the Buddha so compared to the, to the reign of profound teachings, that are the teachings on emptiness and the, uh, the vast aspect of the teachings. And, uh, the vast teachings, teachings on the parameters, generosity, and so on, so on, meaning referring to, so to, the, so to the other parameters. The cl- uh, clouds of their um, wisdom and love. Mm. Entirely, regardless that those with good fortune will be purified of the negative emotions, and that those with good fortune, who are hostile and have strong latent tendencies of the view of the existence of itself, will not be helped for the time being, but will even will even be harmed. They will pour down that rain of dharma upon all of them. So, the um, uh, the the teachings so. Um, the rain of the teachings so falls down in the appropriate way, uh, based on the uh, from the uh, the clouds of the uh, the wisdom and love of uh, the Buddha. So out of the wisdom and love of the Buddha, pour down those teachings, and those teachings. So just as in example, fall down on all um, on all beings who have um, um, the circumstances. So and it says. So entirely regardless that those with the good fortune will be purified of the negative emotion, that those without the good fortune who are hostile and have strong latent tendencies of the view of existence of a self will not be helped um, by the teachings. So that is, his teachings to sentient beings who usually so bring those teachings and act as an antidote to negative emotions and help removing them. But then there's also those who don't have the... Uh, uh, the, the good fortune that still have a strong um, discursive emotions or wrong views and such as the a strong view of the existence of the self and so when they hear teaching on emptiness they uh, might get um, upset and um, um, develop aversion towards the teachings and so um, but then regardless so the Buddha uh, brings the teachings to all those beings and so it is not whether the uh, teachings so, um, benefit some and uh, and others, but this, uh, the, the, the Buddha just brings those teachings w- with the view of uh, benefiting sentient beings, with the wish of benefiting <coughs> sentient beings. And for those who have the good fortune, it benefits them, and for those who do not, then um, it uh, does not benefit them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> え、メソクシオルチェバ。タンボタドンネメソクシオルチェパソネ。え、コルビケチトマダン。タマメパンデルジュチンドウィランニナバンガテニエソンソンダニミダンハオソネ。ダチダンドコロワゲンナンロラ
ดิเกตันดาเชสอนนัมเจเรอคอร์วาเซนเกวาทอกตันเมบาเชนดิจิคอร์ทเวเดนคอร์วาเซนดิกิตาเชดาเจดิลาตันดอวาริกงาเซน
So, next, the um, aspect of the analogy that corresponds to the extinguishing fires, and so uh, relating that to um, the uh, to the meaning. Um, so, that is of the the teaching of the Buddha, the rain of the teaching of the Buddha. So first, there are three sections in this. First, that it pacifies the fires of suffering. Second, that the knowledge that pacifies arises in stages. And thirdly, that as with that knowledge, abandoning and undertaking are put into practice. So first, it pacifies the fires of suffering. In samsara, it's beginningless and endless birth and death. So that is, um, sams- samsara is uh, Tibetan's koa and sometimes translated the cycle of samsara. Koa means the cycle. So that is a reference to the fact that uh, sentient beings are just like, you know, like in a way, just turning life after life without uh, hope of you know getting out of it, they're just experiencing suffering after suffering, and so in like in a uh, in a kind of a, in a vicious uh, cycle. So that is the cycle of samsara, uh, which, which is beginningless and endless, um, with its uh, birth and death. Um, there are five paths for the beings undergoing them. So there are uh, five paths or five types of uh, existence that the uh, um, sentient beings circling in samsara can go through. There are the three lower realms and the, uh, the hell, the um, preta and the animal and the, the realms of the humans and the gods. Um, so that is the, uh, the cycle of samsara of um, sentient beings and where they experience suffering after suffering uh, as explained here. So they are such that um, those five paths of existence just as there are no good smell in excrement, so excrement, whatever you do with them, then you'll never be able to extract a good smell out of it. So that is the example that is given here. To illustrate the fact that also in, in, uh, in samsara there's no, happi- and there's no happiness. There is never any happiness among the five kinds of being, just as there is no good smell in excrement. And as they are caught in the three and eight kinds of uh, suffering, so the uh, sentient beings in the... Uh, the five kinds of beings circling in samsara are caught in the three uh, kinds of suffering, the, uh, um, uh, the suffering of suffering, suffering of change, and the all-pervasive suffering in the making, three types of suffering, or the eight kinds of suffering. Since you're all very familiar with the, um, the words of my perfect teacher, then I won't have to go over those. You know all that. And um, so samsara's uh, suffering are like the ever-continuing sensation arising from being forever burnt by fire, struck by uh, sharp weapons so the um, uh, the um, so what we experience in samsara is what sentient beings in samsara experience is uh, this continuous uh, um, um, suffering that is for example being forever burnt by the fire like you know in the haram having this uh, constant uh, sensation of being burnt or uh, struck by sharp weapons again in the haram so the beings are constantly attacked and um, with sharp weapon wounded and uh, having salt on a fresh wound so the uh, that is uh, if you put you know salt um, on the body that, that usually there's no much problem but then if you put it on a wound then it becomes extremely painful and so and nowadays also you have certain ointment or like alcohol if you put on the wound in order to you know help it to uh, to kind of uh, uh, heal then uh, it, it it is quite um, painful actually, incredibly painful. Just uh, that. So those kind of sensations, um, um, illustrating the uh, uh, the samsaric experience. 
And so from the clouds of compassion for those who are experiencing that suffering, in accordance with their fortune, the great rain of Dharma is poured down in order to pacify completely those fires of uh, suffering. So that is, uh, so those who see the Buddhas um, with compassion for all those sentient beings who are experiencing this uh, incredible amount of suffering, so um, rain down the, uh, uh, the Dharma in accordance with their fortune. So they receive those teachings uh, in accordance with their karma, with their good fortune. Mm-hmm. And that extinguishes the fire of their suffering. うん、ハラチポトンジュルギ、ドナルダ、ミラメパトロワタンソレ。チタンタドナルソンギランシンセニンディ、サチギチュジイネソンデ。ディンドナルソンギランシンヒンバレ。ワ、ああ、ドナル
呃，这个是对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，
those who have the discriminating wisdom of knowing the true nature of a samsara and nirvana, so says those who have the uh, um, discriminating wisdom, discriminating wisdom, so again is this term um, Tibetan sherab, and so here it explains uh, the term, and so it, it means knowing, so we share the true nature of samsara and nirvana. So, Rab uh, means uh, like a fully, completely, have this uh, full, complete uh, knowledge. And so that is when knowing the nature of samsara and nirvana, so you have full, you know, knowledge, understanding of, of things. And so this uh, this is the, the meaning of, of uh, sherab, so, which is um, translated sometimes as wisdom, sometimes discriminating um, awareness, sometimes as, um, he, like here, discriminating wisdom. And so, which is, so knowing the true nature of samsara and nirvana, have no real, uh, even to the, um, have no, um, so those who, sorry, so the sharab is, uh, this discriminative wisdom is to know the true nature of samsara and nirvana. And so those uh, who have this uh, discriminative wisdom, who are able to, to see the true nature of samsara and nirvana, have no real wish even to be the mightiest gods um, and men, like Indra or the uh, Chakravartin monarch because um even though so the uh, uh the gods those great gods they have uh, you know all those qualities like uh, um, incredible strength uh beauty might uh, power um uh, wealth and enjoy whatever they uh, they want to enjoy have control over what they want they uh, they want to have control over yet this is uh, so this kind of uh, is just a relative kind of happiness you know compared to the lower uh, kind of realm where there's just constant experience of suffering. This looks like kind of a you know peaceful and kind of a, a good situation. But actually, this is also their uh, situation. Those uh, uh, great Chakravartin uh, monarch, this universal monarchs, and the Indra and so on, the best of uh, gods and men. Then they all uh, still experience the uh, the suffering of change and so on, the the all pervasive suffering of uh, in the making and so. There is, uh, it is still an experience of suffering, even though relatively may appear as an experience of happiness compared to the lower realms. Yet it is actually an experience of suffering. And those who have the the shadab, who have the discriminative wisdom, um, seeing that don't so don't have any desire of even uh, becoming like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mundi, <laughs> で、え、
Following the wisdom with which they are born, their confidence in the discourses of the Tathagatas, 
So, um, okay, following the, the wisdom with which they are born, um, and the uh, mm, the wisdom that comes from following so the teachings of the Buddhas, and um, and the wisdom that arose from that. So, um, basically, here there are three types of wisdom um, that are um, mentioned by sentient beings. Have uh, the first one is the uh, the wisdom with which they are born. So that is um, due to our past uh, karma, accumulations of merit, and so on. Then we are born with a certain intelligence, and so that's the first type. Then there is the uh, uh, the wisdom that arises, or that, uh, based on the confidence in the teachings of the Buddha. The, uh, the wisdom following uh, trust or faith in the teachings of the Buddha. Yeah. Teachings of the Sugata. That's the second. And mm, and the third one is the, uh, the wisdom that um, arises uh, based on having received those teachings and contemplating uh, upon them, so the, the teachings of the Buddha. Not just the, the faith, but then as a result of having received teachings, having to reflect upon them, then there's a, a certain wisdom that arises uh, from that. So those are the uh, three types of uh, wisdom mentioned here. That, uh, Or um, when considering uh, wisdom, there's another way we can uh, look at the different types of wisdom. And it says, or through possessing the inner circumstances and... Uh, no, sorry. Or through following reality signified by wisdom and following faith. So, or there are, um, wisdom can be uh, considered in, uh, or divided up in two types. There's the uh, following what is uh, the presentation in the Abhidharma. And like in the Abhidharma Kosha, for example, so it talks about this um, wisdom that is um, arise to following <coughs> reality, or that is basically what it means is that when you, uh, uh, you investigate things, use and try to, uh, whatever is presented to, um, uh, to you, so you, you think about it, you analyze, you investigate, and come to develop an understanding of um, of things uh, through this, as opposed to the uh, to the wisdom that arises following faith. So that is uh, the wisdom that arises, the knowledge that arises based on trusted trusting what other people have said and uh, explained. So there we have those two types of wisdom, and so. Um, or, or lastly, uh, another way to look at it is. As says through possessing the inner circumstances and the outer circumstances, so that is uh, what as was mentioned earlier. So there is the uh, you know the inner uh, tutor and the outer tutor. The inner tutor being the uh, the the wisdom and compassion, and the uh, outer tutor being the uh, the uh, the master. And so by uh, following those, so we develop also based on the on the inner. Uh, circumstance of uh, wisdom and uh, compassion we develop wisdom and based on the outer circumstances of the uh, um, of the master we develop uh, wisdom so there's uh, those different types of uh, wisdom 
and so by means of those different types of wisdom so either the you know the three types uh, first they uh, explain or uh, if you uh, consider the different types of wisdom in those two categories as uh, um, in the uh, in the second way or in the third way the two categories uh, in any case by means of uh, wisdom so um, uh, there's a sentient being so will know through the study contemplation and practice and will uh, therefore see that this the contaminated uh, result is uh, suffering that uh, these um, Actions and negative emotions are its cause and origin. So they see the uh, um, the contaminated re uh, result of that is. They see the suffering. They, they come to realize the situation in samsara, which is a situation of uh, suffering, and so that is the result of uh, contaminated or tainted um, actions. Is the um, is the experience of suffering in the samsara. So they they'll see that. They know that. Then uh, they know also that the um, the cause for this, the origin of this suffering that they've observed, that they're aware of, are the um, the karma and the destructive emotions or mental afflictions. They know that uh, nirvana, uh, in which suffering, cause, and effect are brought to an end, is the cessation. So at that level of cessation, so there's uh, the um, the causes of suffering, the, uh, the uh, destructive emotions and the negative karma, as well as the uh, the result, that is, the actual experience of suffering, are all pacified at the level of uh, at the cessation. And that, um, and the means um, realizing the absence of self is uh, is the path. And so the, um, the, the means to uh, get to this cessation to this end of both the cause of suffering and so the result uh, in the absence of cause can come about the result that is the suffering is by following the path which is uh, realizing the absence of self the uh, identitylessness and so those who have the uh, the wisdom as just described um, in those different types so will be able to uh, develop uh, a knowledge and understanding of those and so it is ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
referring to the uh, the first two uh, wisdom tools, you know, more than um, so that uh, what they call here study, but I feel that uh, rather call it like receiving teachings and then uh, reflecting upon the teachings. So the aspect of uh, uh, contemplation and uh, saying maybe the a aspect of uh, meditation is also included here, or, uh, but uh, um, I could not say for sure. Um, anyway, the, the point being that here, so what he's saying is that because those um, uh, beings, by means of their wisdom, so are able to, uh, to see the, uh, the truth of suffering and so on, they don't have any desire, any wish to become like Indra of the, char or the uh, universal monarch. So that is the, the point uh, that is made mm. in this paragraph here. Sure, Ne <laughs> 
呃，那雷达牛木吧，帮助过来解吧。呃，那雷达牛木吧，啊，他说的，狗王的，他喜欢，他把，喜欢他把，喜欢他把，这样，蓝蓝马的马呢，他特别有马的，对不对？东南，东
uh, the cessation must be realized and uh, the path path must be followed or applied so it is as in the example of the uh, of the sickness that uh, so help us to understand this process how we are to follow the path actually and so as an analogy something from which one must be freed a sickness must be recognized as something to be rid of um, to be rid of it, the cause of the sickness must be removed, a state of well-being where there is no sickness must be attained, and as a means uh, to do so, the cure must be applied. So that is the example, the example of a uh, sickness. And so whenever we're sick, so the first thing is to, we need to recognize that we're not well and that there's, uh, there's something uh, wrong that needs to be remedied. That's the first step, necessary step. Unless we see that, then we won't take, uh, we won't, we won't do anything in order to, um, to change our situation. So first, the uh, the sickness uh, must be known or must be recognized. We need to recognize our condition. Um, second, in order to be uh, rid of it, we knew, we need to know the cause of the sickness. Uh, that is, it is not enough just to know uh, the sickness uh, that we have. What sickness it is, we need to know what causes it. Unless we remove the cause for this condition, then the condition will uh, will will still be there won't be removed and so that is the the second uh, point that we need to come to is that to you know find the uh, the causes and to eliminate them um, and so as um, a state of well-being where there is no sickness must be attained and so there is also uh, we need to recognize uh, to um, this uh, state of, uh, of well-being that is in the absence of sickness so there is this uh, basic uh, state of uh, health that we need to uh, strive uh, to get to. That is, once we remove so these uh, causes of the sickness, this is where we uh, where we get to this uh, uh, healthy situation, healthy condition. And so this, um, but uh, this is uh, uh, in order to get there for that to happen. It says uh, um, as a means to do so, the cure must be applied. And so we need to uh, actually. Uh, uh, take the medicine, ingest the medicine. Unless we don't apply, uh, unless we apply the remedy, then we won't uh, be able to rid ourselves from the causes of uh, the sickness, and the sickness will be uh, still there. And as a result, this um, state of well-being, where there is no sickness, won't be attained. And so, therefore, it is important to apply the remedy. And so, things. Uh, um, so usually, whenever we have a kind of a um, like a, a, um, yeah, something that we uh, we must be freed from, like in the example, like a sickness. Whenever we're sick, this is the process that unfolds. First, realizing, oh, you know, I'm sick, and so what is uh, what is the sickness? What are the causes of it? And uh, what would be you know a healthy situation in the absence of it? And so uh, then, what is the the way? What is the remedy in order to uh, get back to that or to get to that uh, state of uh, to that healthy state? And so likewise, once one has understood that samsara suffering, its causes, its cessation, and the paths, path must respectively be recognized, removed, reached, and apply to one's being, the abandoning of what is harmful and the undertaking of what is necessary must uh, then be practiced. And so it is the same also with the, uh, uh, the situation described in the teaching. So first we need to uh, recognize so, uh, the sickness that is recognizing the situation that in samsara we're suffering, even though sometimes it may appear as um, happiness, as bliss, yet it is a situation of, uh, of suffering. So this needs to be a knowledge to recognize, oh, there's a problem there and needs to be, uh, uh, needs to be addressed. And the, then 
uh, once we've seen that, then uh, we come to understand, we, we search for the causes. And uh, so understanding that actually this comes about as a result of uh, karma and the negative emotions. Um, this is necessary if we want to remedy. Just knowing that the uh, situation of samsara is uh, suffering won't help anything. And so unless we know what the causes are uh, and, uh, we, and to remove them, then uh, the situation won't change. And so then there's uh, the, the, the third uh, truth of this truth of cessation, knowing that there's a state that is free of this suffering, a state of freedom of suffering, where the cause of um, the suffering are also uh, non-existent are not there, and as a result, so there's no experience of suffering. And so this uh, cessation must be attained. So what is the cessation like and how uh, to attain it? So how to attain it is uh, the path. And so unless we follow the path, then w that is, unless we apply the remedy, we won't be cured. And so... Um, so therefore we need to apply oneself uh, to abandoning what is harmful and to undertake what is necessary so that is uh, following the path basically abandoning the uh, negativity and undertaking uh, whole, uh, wholesome action that help us to uh, reach to this state of, uh, of cessation. Mm. ตะลายกัลเดนลานนาวาเตนซุลตางกัลเมลลานนาวาเนซุลเซเนนบายนีเอ่อตะนีตางโกดากัลเดนลานนาวาเตนซุลลายังอ่าซุมเบปาเซต
So the uh, fourth analogy, um, the creation of manifestation illustrated by the analogy of God Brahma. So there's two parts. First, how the fortunate, um, how to the fortunate he manifests his appearances, and how for those without the fortune there is no appearance. So how the uh, appearances manifest to those with the fortune. It's three sections, and uh, the first aspect is how it is without effort. Um, so, the great Brahma of the form Ram, without departing from uh, anywhere else from his Brahma abode, the measureless palace of the first concentration, in all uh, the six Rams of the gods of desire, without any effort, manifest appearances resembling himself. In just the same way, the Munis, the Buddhas too, without uh, ever moving uh, forth from the absolute Dharmakaya, in all realms of the world, without any effort, create manifestations which benefit the fortunate according to their needs through all sorts of uh, rupakaya emanations the um, so, um, so the um, the boat of uh, Mahabrahma is the uh, um, um So in the form in the form realm there are um, four uh, the four jhanas or four concentrations and for each there are different uh, abodes uh, totaling so uh, seventeen abodes of uh, of the gods and so uh, for the first concentration there are three abodes and uh, the um, highest of the three being the abode of uh, the Mahabrahma and so the uh, so this abode of Mahabrahma. Uh, of the form realm, so in there to so leave uh, those gods who have uh, the capacity to manifest um, uh, measure, um, um, appearances or emanations of themselves into the uh, in all the six realms of the gods of desire. In the desire realm, so there are uh, six abodes of uh, of the gods, six abodes of the gods of the desire realm, starting with the uh, um, the. Yeah. The four, uh, the four great kings, and uh, up to the uh, um, the uh, thirty-three. Uh, Gandhen, uh, Absence of strife. Central 
So it's um, the uh, uh, the abode of the four great kings, the uh, abode of the thirty-three, the um, abode called absence of strife, the uh, garden, so Tushita. So let's change that, and then uh, um, no, that's the six. Is the Truga is like the yeah joy of manifestation of enjoying the manifestations and then uh, the uh, last one being the mastery of uh, the um, manifestation uh, for others so those are the six abodes of the gods of the desire and so the uh, the gods in the abode of uh, Mahabrahma so the third of uh, the three abodes of the first dhyana in the form realm so have this capacity to manifest uh, emanations in those uh, six abodes of, uh, of the gods of the desire realm without ever moving from their uh, abodes of uh, uh, Mahabrahma and so this is the example that uh, is used here in order to illustrate the way the Buddha um, is able to manifest also uh, emanations to the perception of sentient beings without ever moving from uh, the Dharmakaya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tulvi Sukamgi, the Dewala Sobatizula, Chaba, Mikeba, Nasinjin, and Sambi 
The second point is that it is uh, without fault. Never <laughs> <laughs> So rather than it is without fault, it's 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 where it means it is the elimination of faults. That is, you know, as we come to the example, we'll see how actually those uh, gods in the uh, in the desire realm. So when they see um, Brahma and you know their wealth and so on, they want to acquire that, and so they have. Um, so it's uh, so in the uh, outline actually it was called elimination of faults, and so that is so when they see you know what um, um, it's happening in this abode of uh, Brahma, they want to get there, and so they stop clinging to uh, the kind of uh, things in their in their own realm, their, uh, and which is uh, a sort of fault, and so and uh, which is prevent them from getting to the uh, to the form realm. And so this is uh, in this way that it should be understood that this is not um, without fault, which would make wouldn't make much sense to, you know, say that Brahma is without fault or something. But it is uh, talking here about in this section is talking about the elimination of faults. So great Brahma, while always in his measureless um, palace, and so the gods of Mahabrahma, while always in their measureless palace without moving, manifest emanate, um, emanated bodies who are all the about, uh, abodes of the gods of the realm of desire. And so this is as just, uh, as just explained. The gods of desire see, um, see them, and as a result of seeing them, uh, uh, the perfect splendor of the realm of form is such that it makes those who see them, uh, in order to strive for the level of Brahma, abandon their attached uh, delight in the objects of their own sensual pleasures. So what it means is that when the gods of the desire realm see um, so what the uh, um, the gods of uh, the abode of uh, Mahabrahma manifest to their perception uh, see so the uh, those beautiful gods and their belongings and the possessions and things and the things that they enjoy uh, because so even though so the uh, situation of the gods in the desire realm is not too bad but in comparison it's not quite as good as uh, what uh, the uh, the gods in the uh, in the form realm are experiencing, 
like in the, for example, in the uh, abode of uh, Mahabrahma. And so it is much better, you know. So um, seeing that, so they want also to, to enjoy that. And so um, that um, um, helped them to abandon their uh, attachment to the delight in the objects of their own uh, sensual pleasures, so that is, of their own uh, desire realm, you know, in those, those God realms of the, of the desire realm. So uh, all those objects they are attached to when they see uh, what's uh, in the... Um, in the boat of, of Brahma, so that uh, helps uh, them to eliminate that kind of uh, attachment. So eliminate uh, eliminate this this fault of the attachment to those essential uh, pleasures of the uh, of the desire. And likewise, so the sugatas will not move um, while not moving from the Dhammakaya, show themselves everywhere in the realms of the world as rupakaya forms, emanated to benefit according to beings' needs, the fortunate ones see them, and as a result of seeing those uh, Buddhas, those who see them, in order to attain that, are incited to always exert themselves in removing the defilements of the two obscurations. So, in the same way, so, uh, just as so those uh, gods from the Mahabrahma, so manifest them to, uh, themselves to the perception of the gods of the Dizaram, in the same way also the Buddhas, without ever moving from the Dhammakaya, manifests uh, rupakayas uh, to the perception of uh, sentient beings. Upon seeing those manifestations, those who have uh, uh, the, uh, the fortunate ones, means those who have the, uh, the karma to see those uh, rupakaya manifestations, then um, also uh, uh, feel that uh, they want to, uh, to reach also the, the same level, they want to reach enlightenment as well, and start to exert themselves in Removing in removing the defilements and so the eliminating their faults that are the two obscurations. Dunce
Um, so it's a similarity in manifesting to the fortunate. That is the similarity between the analogy of the, uh, the gods of Mahabrahma and the Buddha. So by the power of the aspirations, um, those gods of Mahabrahma themselves made at an earlier time um, to work for the welfare of the gods and of the virtuous actions performed uh, by the gods of the Dzaram as a result um, by the gods of the Dzaram and of the virtuous actions is performed by the gods of the desire Ram, I guess, which result in seeing Brahma, yeah, of the virtuous actions performed by the gods of the desire Ram, which result in seeing Brahma, right? Those are the causes, right? As first, the aspirations of the uh, the gods of the Mahabrahma made in their pa uh, previous lives to benefit the gods of the Dzaram, and it is also the merit accumulated also in the past by those uh, gods in the Dzaram, which will, you know, ripen in uh, Singram, uh, Brahma. And so based on those two causes, so Brahma, uh, the, those gods of the Mahabrahma manifest uh, their appearance, so without any efforts. So it's just a result of those two causes when those causes come together, so the result uh, manifests. In just the same way also, the sufferers in Yamanakaya of the Buddhas, too, by the power of their uh, former aspiration and the virtuous actions of those to be trained, manifests the appearance of the Rupakaya, which trains them according to their needs. And so it is the same as the, as in the example with the gods of the Mahabrahma and the way they manifest to those gods of the Dizaram. So similarly also, the uh, the Nyamanakayas, the, the different Kayas, so manifest uh, to the uh, to sentient beings according to their needs. Mm. <laughs> Rangi, so um and just to um so the first sentence of the paragraph by the power of the aspiration of, of the gods of Mahabrahma themselves made at an earlier time yeah. so actually an earlier time if we think about it then um 
it would be uh, it would make more sense to say that uh, they are aspiration prayers they made earlier in their lives because the the life of the gods in the Mahabrahma is extremely long, incredibly long, and so that uh, you know seeing like the situation of the gods in the Dizaram, so they make this kind of aspiration in that uh, particular lifetime rather than saying that they made aspirations before before becoming a god in the you know before taking birth in the in this particular abode. And that uh, they made uh, that particular aspiration to help the cause of the desire ram uh, might not be depending, you know, on which uh, kind of a, um, abode or which kind of realm they were living in. You know, uh, they might not be aware so much of the, uh, the situation of the gods of the desire ram and so on. So it would make more sense to uh, to think that when it says that uh, earlier time, since the life of those gods in the abode of Mahabrahma is incredibly long, so that could be at a, you know, at an earlier time in their lives and so as a result you know later they have this ability and with that we'll stop here today mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> ただ、インジニアのチックチックになりなりにしまんと、チックエンジェルマンと、あの、だ、教育的ないな。ライトニングセオンでロックなコロ。ロック。ほ、ほ、ほ、ほ、ほ、ほ、ほ、ほ、
so uh <coughs> your question from uh yesterday so we're saying that the um, actually the uh so it says the uh in the translation when you were talking about the uh um the space of uh the wisdom and um <coughs> and love so that is actually uh in the Tibetan, it doesn't say the the space of the wisdom and love and the different masters. So uh, explain Mipamuchi explained the uh, the space to refer to the absence of extreme. So the space of the ex- absence of extreme. For Rongden uh, Pandita, uh, he was saying that uh, he was the, <coughs> the Dharma Datu. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that was Jam Control. Rongden Pandita ki Jam Control. Join the Jam Control. said there was the Dharma Datu. And Gelutsa was saying that it is the uh, uh, the Dharmakaya. So explaining that uh, you know the, the the space in the example referred to those. So, and Rongton was actually uh, saying, as it is uh, translated in the text, that it is he's talking about the space of the uh, uh, the wisdom and love of the Buddhas. But then, you know, if we think a little bit about the example and try to, you know, uh, make sense out of it or try to relate to the uh, to the example, then 
actually um, it makes sense to consider like the, the space is like the uh, where the you know the the clouds are hanging and so in the same way also the uh, those manifestations of the buddha so are within the space of uh, the dhammadatu within the space of the dhammakaya and all those uh, manifest and so this um and so the clouds are like um and like the uh, um in examples so of the love and the wisdom you know manifest in the form of the cloud in example or actually in the form of the Buddha. So the Buddhas or the clouds are like the, uh, the embodiment or the manifestation, if you want, of the love and the uh, compassion of, uh, uh, of the uh, um, wisdom and love of uh, the Buddhas, which provide the conditions for those uh, teachings to come about. So the, uh, the wisdom and love, uh, this, uh, this love of the Buddhas, this compassion of the Buddhas, are like the, the conditions that allow those teachings to uh, rain down on sentient beings, and so that's why also uh, at another point, you know, he was saying he was talking about the like the the, the wind of of love also, but this because the wind is like you know as was explained the condition that you know allows those clouds to rain down in a proper manner. So it is it is the same, you know. There's no kind of you know really uh, contradiction in that, you know, and that's just uh, understanding that comes from that you know perspective of providing the conditions for that. Mm-hmm. ま、ペディ <coughs> <coughs> だんだんペグのまでと近づいちゃばってんのだわ。うん、でしょうよ。で、ペララチャルオンで、トビゲティンスにしてるわ。ティンで3桁じゃん。え、シェビジョンセンで、近づいちぼちぎま、ちょし